the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. Welcome to the interview with Hugh Hewitt, sponsored by AndrewandTodd.com. Andrew and Todd are with Sierra Pacific Mortgage. They help you with all your real estate lending needs. If you're refinancing your home, if you're buying a new home, if you're a senior who wants a reverse mortgage, if you're a veteran who doesn't want to put any money down, whatever it is, if you're in the private real estate market for yourself, and maybe you want an investment property, try AndrewandTodd.com or call 888-888-1172. Now on to the interview with Hugh Hewitt. The interview with Hugh Hewitt today is with Jonathan Birch. He is senior counsel and head of appellate advocacy for the Alliance Defending Freedom. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm doing great, Hugh. Good to see you again, as always. Good, Good to see you. I want to embarrass you. I want to read your bio so that people know who I'm talking to. John Birch is senior counsel and vice president of appellate advocacy with the Alliance Defending Freedom. Birch has argued 12 U.S. Supreme Court cases and more than 30 state Supreme Court cases since 2011. And a recent study concluded that among all frequent Supreme Court advocates who did not work for the federal government, important, John had the third highest success rate for persuading justices to adopt his legal position. Birch served as a solicitor general for Michigan, sadly, Michigan, that will overlook that, from 2011 to 2013. He's been in front of that Supreme Court a lot of times. That's a crazy Supreme Court. He's just represented everywhere and everything. He went to the University of Minnesota Law School, so he got out of Michigan for law school. And John has a magic trick. He looks like he's 25, but he's actually over 40. So is that a fair introduction, John? I think that's a fair introduction, except I don't know about looking under 20. Well, you did. You surprised us all when we were down in Florida. I've told my audience, this is my ADF month in October, when... Alan Sears and the wonderful Paula Sears came to me years ago and said, we're working on ADF. Can we sponsor your show? I said, come on in. I've been involved in Blackstone. I've been involved in the lawyers meetings, the media track for a decade now. And I love it. But you were new this year for me. And I said, wow, that's the guy I want on the show when we ask people to send money to ADF because you've got your fingers in every uh, in every case. What is ADF doing this year that needs the support of this audience, John? But we just filed a cert petition last week. Um, For those in the audience who are not legal experts, the cert petition is the paperwork you submit to the U.S. Supreme Court to ask them to hear a case. And and this important case involves Lori Smith and her company, 303 Creative. She's a website designer. And so she puts together unique websites for businesses, individuals, nonprofits, by putting together text and pictures and video and and things like that. And for a long time to promote uh, the meaning of Christian marriage, the way that she understands it in her faith between one man and one woman, she's wanted to create beautiful custom wedding websites. Uh, But she can't do that because she happens to live in Colorado. And Colorado still has the same law that they use to persecute Jack Phillips, the master cake baker, uh, that says that if you discriminate against someone uh, based on their orientation, that violates the law. And the way Colorado interprets that law, if Lori makes wedding websites, custom wedding websites for same-sex couples, 
I'm sorry, for opposite-sex couples, then she must also make them for same-sex couples. What's more, that law prohibits her from even posting on her website an explanation of her religious beliefs and the websites that she can and cannot make. And so we went to court over this, and the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals, in an opinion that the dissenting judge, the chief judge of the Tenth Circuit, called Extraordinary Remarkable Novel, uh, the Tenth Circuit agreed that what she was doing was engaging in speech— that the Colorado law compelled her to speak the government's message, that it did so in a way that persecuted religious people um, and allowed secular people to decline to create websites based on their personal beliefs, and yet still said the government could do all that under strict scrutiny, because if you wanted to get a website from Lori, the only person you could get it from was Lori. Therefore, Lori had a monopoly over Lori's own websites, and the government could make her speak whatever it wanted to if it had an interest in doing so. Uh, It's an incredible decision. It conflicts with numerous Supreme Court cases and other decisions across the country. And uh, we're very optimistic that the court will take this case and say once and for all that artists, creative professionals, speakers, all those in this space have a First Amendment free speech right not to be compelled to speak the government's message. Uh, uh, Jonathan Birch, the the problem for our audience is they get often confused because ADF defends free speech. It also defends religious liberty, and they are often the same thing. And it seems to me that the modern court prefers to decide these cases on free speech grounds, but eventually they're going to have to overturn Smith, and Justice Barrett said as much in the term just decided, and they're going to have to come up with a new rule. And this is why Alliance Defending Freedom matters so much in the years ahead. You have to help them craft the intellectual framework for a free exercise law, a rule of law, precedents that will be coherent. That's a big Mm -hmm. challenge. I've been teaching con law for 25 years. It's not easy. But that's the end game, isn't it? Helping the court get to something that protects all Americans in the exercise of their deeply held spiritual beliefs. Yeah, I'm glad you raised that, because although the primary argument in this case is a speech case, because Lori clearly engages in speech, the secondary argument is based on religious exercise and the free exercise clause of the First Amendment. And we take Smith head on and say that the court should overrule it and replace it with a better framework. You know, the the problem with Smith is that if you've got a law that's neutral and generally applicable and was not enacted with religious animus, then religious people have to comply with it. And to give you just a very simple example of why that's wrong, say that you lived in a dry county that prohibited any consumption of alcohol. That means that a religious service taking place on Sunday that wanted to offer communion wine would be prohibited from doing so. Now, the folks who drafted and ratified the free exercise clause in the First Amendment would not have dreamed that the government would have the power to stop a church from using wine at a church service on Sunday to celebrate communion. And yet here we are in 2021, the Supreme Court Smith decision neuters the free exercise clause to allow that very type of regulation. Um, and, and really, the framework for what replaces it doesn't have to be that complicated because we've got the Federal Religious Freedom Restoration Act law, RIFRA, which for years has protected religious people from federal laws by essentially requiring that the government prove that it has a compelling interest and that it's pursuing it in the least narrowly t- or the most narrowly tailored way uh, before it burdens religion. And if you simply apply that in 
the constitutional context, that would be the same rule that the Supreme Court itself applied for decades before Smith. And so we can get there. And I want I want the entire audience to know over at hughhewitt.com, my website, if you let it load at the top, there is a banner that says support Alliance Defending Freedom, support religious liberty. Please go and make a contribution. October is the month the court returns and they're doing such great work. Jonathan Birch, what is the ADF's record at the Supreme Court in the last decade? Um, you know, almost too many wins for me to count. Um, we, we've got at least uh, 12 wins um, on the merits where we were representing a party, into, including two cases last year. Uh, the Uzabunum case, you'll remember, involved the, the student whose free speech rights were violated on campus. And then the Thomas More Law Center case was the one involving compelled donor disclosure and that terrible rule in, in California. Um, but in addition to that, we've been involved in a variety of different ways in more than 60 wins at the U.S. Supreme Court over our 25-year history. Uh, you know, just about any important religious liberty or free speech case that you can name, um, we played a role in, in in some respect, if not directly representing the parties, uh, then certainly assisting with amici briefs and moots and background support communications and, and things like that. Um, for us, it's all about obtaining what we consider generational wins. These are the, the victories at the U.S. Supreme Court, like overturning Smith and replacing it with true free exercise protection that will protect not only this generation, but your kids and your grandkids, the generations to come, with a, a long-lasting foundational precedent. Um, and that, that's what we're doing on an everyday basis. You know, yesterday, Jonathan, our pastor preached on First uh, Corinthians and the, the letter about foolishness, that the gospel is foolishness to people who are not being saved. And the ability to preach foolishness in an age of scientism of the administrative state is imperiled. And so if anyone went to church yesterday of any denomination or no denomination at all, they ought to consider a donation to ADF because you're out there protecting everyone. And I want that. I'm Catholic. I don't know. I think you're Catholic, too. But the ADF has, has many, many, many evangelicals, many, many Jews, many, many Muslims supporting it because you guys support everybody who practices their faith. Fair statement? That it is a fair statement. Absolutely. And our goal is not just to win court cases, but it's to keep the doors open for the spread of the gospel. Uh, and, and we do that by winning these cases that allow people to be able to live their faith in the public square, because we believe, as you do, uh, that the most perilous thing that, that you can do is not believe. Uh, not believe that there is a God and, and not be striving for heaven. I mean, how depressing to be going through life and thinking that uh, once your life was over, that that was it, that that was just the end of things. And this didn't really have any greater meaning or, or significance. Um, but at the same time, we recognize that the Bible promises that when you spread the gospel, that there will be persecution and there's going to be hate and there's going to be difficult times. No one said that it was going to be easy. Um, picking up the cross is a, a big job and there's going to be suffering involved with that. Um, but we want to make sure that for every individual who wants to be able to carry that cross, that they can do so without the government restricting their rights. And yeah, it's hard the, enough uh, as it is, thing. right? It's hard enough as it, it is, is hard without enough. the vast federal government coming at you with unlimited resources. And in particular, the insanity of the Colorado court. I want to go there, but I want to first set up for people how broad and deep is the ADF effort. Because you said 25 years since Alan and Paula got it going. How many lawyers are now involved? How big is the staff? How many cases? How much does it cost? Because people say, why do you need the money? And I tell them, you have no idea 
what the Alliance Defending Freedom does. It's like running a law firm for free and not billing anyone. It's an impossible undertaking. Well, you know, that, that's one of the hallmarks of what we do is that we represent everyone pro bono. So nothing out of pocket for Lori Smith and 303 Creative or Jack Phillips and Masterpiece Cake Shop, you know, or any of the other many wonderful clients and organizations that we represent. Uh, just at the Supreme Court stage alone in a case, you can spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, up to a million dollars to prosecute a Supreme Court case. So when you're taking a case from the beginning until the end, uh, you know, you're, you're easily talking $2 million in a, a contentious case. And we get in a, a, an average year, 10,000 calls for help for people who are being persecuted because of their religious liberty or their speech, or because they want to protect innocent, nascent life in the womb. Um, so we have a substantial staff. Uh, we have about 75 attorneys in the United States, but a, a staff approaching 300, uh, because a lot of that is communication, culture building, which we consider just as important as changing the legal system. You've got to change the hearts and minds of people everywhere about the importance of speech and life and, and religious exercise. And that's only the tip of the iceberg because we also have an international organization uh, that advocates in the European Court of Human Rights and the European Union and the Helsinki Commission and all kinds of other places, including having attorneys on the ground in Europe and in India, many other places. Um, you mentioned the Blackstone program that's here uh, and abroad where we train young lawyers uh, to understand the importance of free speech and religious exercise so that they can then go out and help us with those types of cases. We have more than 3,300 allied attorneys around the world who similarly, uh, on a pro bono basis, assist us with these many calls that we receive. Um, so bar none, we are the, the largest public interest law firm dedicated to pursuing free speech, free exercise, and the protection of human life anywhere in the world. Um, and unfortunately, that takes money, um, but we're able to do that with the generous support of many ministry friends. I also wanted to explain to people something that ADF does, the Alliance Defending Freedom does, that no other advocacy group does as well, which is annually they go and find influencers in the media. Now, we used to call them reporters, and now we just call them influencers because people have influence, like from the Daily Signal Ben Shapiro's group, or they're, you know, they're never on TV, but they're always on the air. Or they are on the radio, or they are writing columns, and they gather them at the same time that the lawyers' conference gathers, and they try and educate non-lawyers into religious liberty, which ought not to be that hard to do, since uh, while Madison and Jefferson were learning in the law, they did not write for a legal audience when they wrote the Virginia statute. They did not write for a legal audience when they put forward the set of amendments that became the Bill of Rights. And so trying to educate communicators on the value of religious liberty is something that ADF does. And I think very successfully, John, and I, I Jonathan, I don't think many other legal defense firms look up from their briefs to do this. Well, that, that's why we've got so many folks on this communication side of the organization, because we understand that ultimately the court is going to follow the trajectory of the culture. And so if the culture is sloughing off into degradation and, uh, and, and religious oppression and speech oppression and the taking of innocent life, uh, you know, that eventually the courts are going to pick up and they're going to follow that and do the same. You know, that perfect example of that is Obergefell. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court does not make up a right to same-sex marriage under the Constitution, which is silent about marriage entirely, unless the culture has moved there first. Um, and, and so that's why it's so important to educate journalists so they can talk about these issues in a way that's consistent with the true meaning of the Constitution 
Constitution and that will protect everyone's rights. Uh, you know, and it's important to remember that when you protect religious exercise, when you protect free speech, that's not just protecting a particular minority of individuals. It protects everybody. That's why these rights are enshrined in the Constitution. And, and just as I, I'm hoping that people will respect our clients' ability to speak and live out their faith in the public square, um, the types of decisions that, that we get are going to protect anybody. You could be the atheist and it'll protect your speech in the public square as well. Because when you live in a pluralistic democratic society like the United States, uh, if you can't speak openly about your beliefs, uh, then you cannot have a pluralistic democracy. And unfortunately, we're seeing today a total breakdown in that civility and public discourse. Now it's not the, the right to be able to speak, but the right to shut you down. Uh, there was a, a survey that I saw come out just last week that showed that nearly 30% of college students think that it's okay to shout down a person who's trying to exercise their free speech rights on campus. Uh, you know, so that this wokeism is making everybody's job more difficult, and that's the, the cultural mindset that we need to change desperately. Uh, uh, Jonathan Bursch, Senior Counsel for Alliance Defending Freedom. Um, the Chief Justice is a friend. I've known Justice Thomas since, since 1983. Uh, I've interviewed Justice Gorsuch and Justice Breyer. I, I know the court well enough, but I, I sometimes am frustrated by the fact that Jack Phillips is a martyr to the pace of Supreme Court litigation. Baronel Stutzman is a martyr. She's losing her business, is in danger of going away because the court can't act fast enough. Do you think the court has sufficient urgency? Colorado continues to persecute just ordinary Christians that doesn't fit the woke culture of culture of Colorado right now. Do you think they get the urgency behind these cases? Well, we're, we're set, certainly letting them know the urgency uh, in this new 303 creative cert petition. Uh, we reminded them that Jack Phillips, after winning in the U.S. Supreme Court the first time, uh, was immediately sued again. Uh, he, he turned down a request for a gender transition celebration custom cake uh, that was made on the very day that the Supreme Court directed that oral argument be heard in his case. Uh, you know, no, no coincidence there. And he lost that trial in the, the Colorado State Court. And so we're continuing to represent him. He's been in litigation for about a decade now. And um, we reminded them about Baronel Stutzman. We reminded them about Elaine's photography and, and many, many other individuals who continue to suffer from woke government persecution. Um, so I, I, I think that this is the time. Now, a good conservative justice on the Supreme Court recognizes that the law is best changed incrementally. I mean, as conservatives, that's something that we support. We don't want radical changes in the law because that upsets the fabric of society. And if you bite off more than you need to, then sometimes you end up making mistakes. That's what happened in the Smith case. And, and so slow but steady is the conservative mantra for legal change. Uh, but this has gone on long enough. Uh, the court has already signaled in Masterpiece Cake Shop that it wants to hear and decide these issues involving artists and creative professionals, those who try to speak in a way consistent with their faith. And, and this is the time to protect everybody. And all it takes is one ruling in Laurie Smith's case. And, and you won't have any more Jack Phillips or Baronel Stutzman's. And it, it's time. It takes one ruling as well to once and for all say the many Blaine amendments are unconstitutional expressions of anti-Catholicism that have existed like the appendix in body politic, useless artifacts of long ago outburst of, of anti-religious fervor. And so it takes one case, but that case, we don't know when it's going to come. You have to stay in the field. And then we're going to find state governments that refuse to give in and wild judges and, and uh, district court judges and appeals court judges who refuse to 
go along with the court. So I don't think you're ever going to be out of work, Jonathan, do you? You know, as long as there are people on this earth who want to keep religious people out of the public square, they don't want to hear from them, they don't want their beliefs to be accepted by mainstream society, uh, we will continue to have work to do. And uh, unfortunately, in this cultural climate, things have been getting worse, not better. And that makes the, the need for us to be actively engaged in changing the culture and changing the legal system all the more important. But the great news, and I really do mean it's great news, and ADF has built it, is that there's a lot of talent. There's a lot of legal talent that gets trained in Blackstone, goes to work as volunteer lawyers, comes to work on the ADF staff, comes to seminars to learn, knows how to communicate. It's really quite a magnificent organization of which you're a part. I'm glad you're there and out of Michigan, Jonathan, and, and we forgive you for your sin from coming from the state up north. But good luck in the term ahead. I know it's a very challenging one. We will follow the 303 case very, very closely. And good luck in the state courts and the federal courts you're litigating across. And prayers for your success. But friends, money talks. All right, your prayers are always needed and, in fact, coveted. But we also need your money. So head over to HughHewitt.com. Go to the very top. Alliance Defending Freedom pops up there once a year during October. This is the month, the first Tuesday following the first Monday in October, that the court reconvenes and they, excuse me, it's the first Monday in October that they return. It's the presidential election, which is the first Tuesday after the first Monday. I should know my constitution. Jonathan, thank you. ADF's banner is at the top of HughHewitt.com. Please be generous. I'll be right back. News and headlines as they occur live inside the Beltway. I'm Hugh Hewitt. That concludes today's episode of The Interview with Hugh Hewitt. Thank you for listening. Make sure you come back and check out all the other podcasts on the Salem Podcast Network. And remember to thank our sponsors, andrewandtodd.com. If you believe in long-form interviews like I do, then do your real estate transactions with Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian. I've known both men for a long time. andrewandtodd.com. Go there, answer a couple of questions. They'll tell you what's best to do with your house or call them at 888-888-1172. You'll be glad you did and you'll be glad that you listened to the next episode of The Interview. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.